And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Chop Sports Daily. We got ourselves a Friday edition. Got myself, got my boy Rasslin Rob sitting in for Dave, and we are live from the Flipping Made Easy Studios here in beautiful Matawan, New Jersey, from the Custom Cabinet Creation Sports Desk. We also have Ashmere Fit in the building sitting in. I don't even know who she's sitting in for, but she's here. Hi. Hey, hi. You won't hear her much throughout the episode because she speaks like a church mouse especially on that mic but we got a loaded show for you guys today it is in fact jackie robinson day it is big uh, day 75th anniversary of jackie robinson day or uh, jackie robinson entering major league baseball so 25 year anniversary of when they retire jackie robinson's number so we got a big thing in baseball today everyone's doing something across the league um i think it was 25 or, or 25 years after the fact that they retired the number. It was when Ken Griffey Jr. decided that he asked Major League Baseball to wear it. He was one of the first ones, yeah, to like to put it on. And so as of now, it was Ken Griffey Jr. did that, and then the rest of the league followed suit. But we got a lot of cool stuff happening across baseball, and not only Major League Baseball, just across the country with baseball and Jackie Robinson Day. So that's cool. We'll talk a little bit more about that later on when we get into some baseball. But first, Head on over to patreon.com forward slash chop sports and give us some support. There's three tiers, three, five, and $10. So we can't make it happen. Help us keep the lights on here. Can't make it happen without our supporters. So head on over to Patreon and give us some support. And if you're watching this video on YouTube right now, you already know the deal. If you're not subscribed, go subscribe. We go live at 11 a.m. every day. Now, we could get into some sports. I got that bullshit out of the Real way. Real quick, before you get started, Bailey's coming in. With a comment starting it's spicy already. He said, Now that Dave's at Disney, it's only right to crush the Bailey Gooch beef. Oh, of course. Bailey, me and you actually never had real beef. I just do this to embellish on the show. So me and you are all good, bro. If I ever make my way out to Seattle, I will challenge you to a home run derby and inside the parkers do count. But me and you have actual no real beef. This is just an online fun thing. So uh maybe we'll have some beef when Dallas uh beats or wow. When Green Bay Whoa. beats Dallas in the postseason next season. But Thinking about you, as Dave, of now, we're that? all good. Um, Dave, I did want to um, thank you for leaving the dishes in the sink and just giving a double fuck you to the sign <laughs> that I made yesterday before you left. It was all good. Um, enjoy your trip out in Walt Disney World. Is Dave in the comments yet? Or is he is he in midair? I believe Dave might actually be in midair. I will mention one more yeah, thing. He's in. He commented already. He, he did comment. Uh, <laughs> go over to that chat. That chat. And it's uh you go on Google Play and the and the iTunes where you where you download apps. Go over to Dad Chat. It's a new social media platform. It's a fun thing. Um, if you're worried about encrypted messages or whatever you want to call it, I'm not sure how these things work, but you could pretty much blow up your conversation at a moment's notice, and nobody could hold things over your head. So it's an interesting new platform. They're delving into the metaverse and the chop sports group in that chap is now over 400 members. So go on over to Dad Chat, download the app, and um, join the party, join the fun. So we do have some interesting stuff in store for you guys today. Um, there was some football news. There was a couple signings that we'll talk about. Um, Tom Brady's ball, Tom Brady's $500,000 last touchdown ball was they, they came to an amicable, amicable agreement that they would return the ball to the auctioneer and no harm, no foul. So this guy didn't, in fact, have to pay. 500 grand for a ball that really was worth nothing at this point. But if you're Tom Brady, right? Is that your fault? That's not it's, my it's fault. It's not Tom Brady, but I don't think Tom Brady was the one that made the money. And I'm, I'm imagining that given the scope of how NFL players are, and even with the whole rumor, did you hear about the rumor that Tom Brady was, was going to join the Dolphins front office? It might've been you who sent me this. Tom Brady was going to join the Dolphins front office for one season implement himself as a starting quarterback after one season so he could get voided of his contract with Tampa Bay. And when the whole Brian Flores situation unfolded with the lawsuit, Tom Brady scrapped that plan, and that's when he came back to, to Tampa Bay. So he was going to go in the front office and For one also year play Miami quarterback? Dolphins, but then the following year, he was going to usher himself in like as in a starting the front quarterback. Which also, he been, was going to hang out in the front office and then season, lose, you know, get his contract voided with what? Tampa Bay, but I'm not so sure about that. I just think that there was never a real actual – uh, plan in place for Tom Brady to not play football anymore. I think what he was always going to play. Mean? So if you're spending 500 grand on a on a Tom Brady touchdown ball, I'm making sure that if I'm putting this much money into something, there's going to be some type of stipulation where if he comes back, this gets voided. And it infected. So that's yeah. the light football news that we're going to talk about. We have some crazy other news that's coming out of Dallas. Um, I'm not sure what to make of it because when you have a, a, a story that this it's this – I guess the legal ramifications are so big that 
I would expect the media to have taken this and ran with it. But to this point, I haven't heard anything outside of like these. You got to dig deep on the Internet and go into the dark web to find stories on what's going on with what's his name? Kelvin Joseph. Kelvin Joseph. Yeah. So Kelvin Joseph, I think he's a member of the Dallas Cowboys secondary. He's a corner corner. Yes. Corner. So I think he's like their slot corner. I don't think he's their one or their two. But nonetheless, he's an important piece of their defense. And apparently he's in connection or he's wanted in connection or they want to speak to him in connection with what turned out to be a murder in, I want to say, where was it? North it was Dallas, outside a bar. Old, old and, East Dallas, yeah. outside a bar at around 2 a.m. Now, they're saying that he is not the shooter. They don't think he's the shooter, but it's almost they're almost positive that he was there because he's in the video with a guy. He's pretty much a gun. standing right so next to the guy. So now he's put guy. himself in a position where, I understand the code of the streets, and if you're with your boys and they're out there creating havoc and they're killing people, then you're also living by the code of the streets. But when you're a, a functioning member of society and you play football for the Dallas Cowboys, the cops are going to want to talk to you about this, and you have a lot to lose, a whole lot to lose. I can't imagine a situation where he's like going to fall on his sword for his boys here. He came out big last year for them. He was a second-round pick, I believe, and came on strong for them like the last three games of the season to where people kind of like knew who he was. But if you go digging back into this kid's uh, background, he's failed multiple drug tests. He's had so I trouble believe, life growing up. I believe we so. have Dave in the comments from Chop Sports Media saying that he admitted to being there. And I knew Dave was probably like burned that he wasn't going to be able to talk about this. Yeah, I don't know if he actually wanted me to not talk about it, given the fact that he's a Cowboys fan. But we got to keep it consistent here. And look. It's all um, speculative at this point. He did admit to being there, so I guess that's a good start. Um, but now he's to, to save himself from any further legal issues, um, he's going to have to tell exactly what happened. And I understand the stitches, snitches get stitches code here, but we're talking about a member of the Dallas Cowboys. You Listen, when it's stay on, out of jail, dude. When it's on camera and you know it's on camera, well, yeah, and and you're a millionaire. It's not like you're. We're not friends, or we're not hanging out in the streets. I'm. I'm. I play in the NFL, dude. It's on camera. There's. I guess. It's like, I'll, what do you expect? I'll help you out. I guess I'll send you money, take care of your family. But I'm not the one that did this, and I'm not lying on for nobody, bro. So this is a league, and we're grown men now. You, you, you have to call, follow we your got, own consequences. We got Tommy in the comments saying a murder happened, and a raider wasn't involved. What a planet! What planet are we on here? Well, it was a <laughs> Dallas Cowboy. I'm not sure that the Dallas Cowboys have a history of murder. <laughs> so, and I'm not here to make light of the situation. Somebody lost their life. It's a very unfortunate event. But you would have to imagine that no matter what goes down with the with uh, the law, uh, Roger Goodell, the actual judge, jury, and executioner in this entire thing is going to come down pretty heavy on Calvin Joseph yeah. just for putting himself in that situation. And honestly, rightfully so. It's a very unfortunate thing. But we'll turn the page on the darkness, and we'll go over to something that's very positive, and that is Sammy Watkins joining the, <laughs> the beloved Green Bay Packers, taking Devontae Adams' 190 targets and saying, give me some of those over here, baby. And I'm surprised that there's not a, a laundry list of wideouts that are free agency in free agency right now lining up to come and get a, a lion's share of what used to be Devontae's targets out in Green Bay. I feel like there's some low-hanging fruit there, and um, there's a lot of questioning uh, this signing in Green Bay, and, and the whole fan base is kind of like, we got Sammy Watkins to replace Devontae Adams. How does that work? Now, look, we also lost Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And to me, I don't think there is any replacing a Devontae Adams in Green Bay. I think more so um, you're just going to have to piece things together, maybe change their approach and, and run the ball a little bit more and leave it up to uh, Rodgers late in the fourth quarter. But I do believe that Sammy Watkins is an upgrade over Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Neither guy could seem to stay healthy, but one guy has a proven track record in the NFL, at least when he stays healthy, and they're both just burners. So I'm not really overly concerned. We got a guy that could kind of take the top off the defense for the six games that he does play. This is a win for not only for Aaron Rodgers, but for Sammy Watkins as well. Of course. First bro. two years in the league, he gets uh he has one one he only had one year with a thousand yards with a second year in the league. But he the was first in Buffalo year, with nobody. The first year in the league he still averaged it was still nine hundred and two. So Think of what Aaron Rodgers is going to do for him. You know well, what I mean? it's not been a, a, a talent issue with Watkins. It's been a health issue. Yeah. So if he could stay healthy, then I think, like I said, some low-hanging fruit, a lot of targets to be had out there in Green Bay, and some some middle-of-the-pack receivers that are going to be fighting for it. I'm interested to see what this means for the draft. I would imagine – I don't think there was ever a scenario where the Packers were going to take two number ones in the first round or two wideouts in the first round because for the reasons I said yesterday, you don't want to have two guys at the same position – up for a contract at the exact same time 
And first round money going to two wideouts is just not typically anything the Packers have done in their history. I, if you really think about it, the last wideout they took first was Javon Walker. Was that like 2002, right? It was, it was, it was just such a long time ago. Time ago. Yeah. And they've had a, a glutton of receivers. It's not like a, I don't know if that's even a word, a glut. Uh, they have had a, a lot of plethora <laughs> of wideouts that were drafted in the second and third round. So there's a lot of talent in this draft. I would definitely take, um, I would take a, a receiver in the second round and, and just skip all together in the first if that's the way they want to go with it. But I feel like the window is closing and we don't have time to develop. So hopefully the Packers do take one wideout early and then maybe do something on defense. But we'll get more into the draft in a little bit. Just in case we have a, a Dallas officer watching, uh, Kyle Kerm says he was there and will testify on Kelvin Joseph's I that's, behalf. See, that's, Stand that's, up, gentlemen. That's, a, that's, that's how it really goes down. That's thug life for Kyle. He understands what it means to be a... Um, about the streets, I guess. Street life. And um, I guess we can move past the uh, the Sammy Watkins thing. We, we all agree that that's a good signing. I don't think it's the best signing, but it's um, it, it's going to help while he's active. Um, Speaking of signings, that, yeah, the, right? The, 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 didn't the Colts make a signing this uh, year? A pretty big one, yeah, to be did. honest. Yeah. Stefan Gilmer, two years, was $23 million? Two years, $23 million to help shore up what I think was – the only thing they were really missing was a, a guy in their secondary to help lock some down, someone, some of these number one wideouts down. But the Colts, man, they're Matt Ryan, dare I say, or Derek Kyle told me in the in the chat earlier that does Matt Ryan have another playoff run under his belt? If there's one guy that can do it, it's he's kind of like Alex Smith 2.0, just dump and dive, dump and dive, dump and dive. And then they make the playoffs with a very similar roster two years ago. With Philip Rivers, yeah, very exact. So probably I would imagine exact that roster. right now Matt Ryan is slightly better than Philip Rivers was two years ago. And this Colts team that was young at the time, they're a little bit older, they have a little more experience, and they got a bad taste in their mouth from last year. Gilmore is the perfect signing for them because he could fly under the radar. Uh, the dollar amount I think is a little less than I think he anticipated getting, which is what took him so long to sign. But nonetheless, the Colts are just a strong team through and through. That I can't really find many weaknesses outside of potentially their quarterback spot and wideout. But when you have Jonathan Taylor, I think it's it's all systems go with the running game, and they'll be fine there. Well, Scooper's right. If it, if it is one division to do it in, it, it would be probably this one. It's probably is like one of the most. Not I wouldn't say easiest. You got Tennessee the took the one seed last year, but, but still nobody believes in in the Titans. I don't know without their running back. I don't really look. They <laughs> their defense was what was the question going into last season. Then the Titans defense turned it up. They got some physical guys up front. Um, but look, we're not going to break down what we think is going to happen in the AFC South. The Gilmore signing is very good as long as he's on the field as well. He's going to be a good a good piece to that puzzle, and I think he's versatile. Where he might be able to line up at safety as he gets a little older in his career. I just wonder why he chose to go there. I mean, you figure that's what it was, right? He he waited. He had his own choice. He chose to go to the Colts. I would just wonder why not go to a team like the Rams or the Raiders right now. I just you go to the Colts who are up and coming. Well, for two reasons. One, the Colts are up and coming. Uh, They don't have really a quarterback to speak of other than Matt Ryan, but it is a vet and they are win now mode. So you go to a team at this point in his career, he's going in there to compete. You go into the AFC West, you go to the Raiders, you're going to deal with those other teams in the division. You have all those quarterbacks to play with. I understand the competition is interesting, but he probably got the most money to go to the Colts as well. The Colts do have some money. So it's probably the most money, 14 million guaranteed, as well as the fact that Colts are really going to compete in that division. You could almost, I wouldn't say guarantee them a playoff berth, but you know, as the AFC goes, I feel like the Colts and the Titans will be will be neck and neck in the top of the AFC South. Yeah. So almost guaranteed a playoff spot there. Um, we do have the guys that were released as we move off of the NFL signings. We move towards the NFL draft, which we will be doing our live mock draft on Monday. I think the 25th Monday night, I think the 25th. So we're looking for representation for all 32 teams. There's several teams that have multiple picks in the first round, and there's a few teams that don't even have a pick in the first round at all. So it's 32, I say loosely. Um, it, we just need a representative for every single team that picks in the first round, and we're going to do a live stream, and we would like everybody in Chop Sports to participate or at least watch because it's going to be some fun. Um, but that said, Monday is our draft. Thursday, the following Thursday, is the real draft. We will be at, I believe, MJ's. MJ's, right? Yes. We're gonna go to MJ's. We're gonna get hold it down a little bit. No, no open bar scoop. No open bar, guys. So we're just gonna go there. We'll order some apps for everybody, and um, you know, enjoy the draft. Packers pick twenty seconds, so I'll be bombed. We'll watch the Packers take another quarterback. Oh, maybe, God, bro. 
This guy comes with. <laughs> see, I would laugh at your joke, but it's been said. What to do me, you mean? It happens. It's been said to me every single fucking time I bring up the draft for the last two seasons. I've heard about Jordan Love, and honestly, Jordan Love is like a top five backup quarterback. In Come game, on, so. dude! I wish Great I was. Pick. I wish it was videotaped of you watching that happen. I actually have it on videotape somewhere. Do you? Yeah. How about this? The very Please first time. That. Look, this is interesting. This is a little digging in the crate story here. The very first time I bought any of this equipment for the whole chop sports thing, this was two years ago, NFL draft time. It was right after we got our Donnie dollar. So shout out to uh, Stimmy OG because today yeah. is Stimmy day. Two years ago on this day, we received our stimulus and we all got those uh, Donnie dollars to go out there. What I did was I started chop sports. I bought some cameras and I set it up in the corner of what was my living room at the time with Jorge and my boy Los, and we just filmed the draft, like our reactions to the draft. So my Jordan Love reaction is somewhere on video oh, in one of it. these uh, memory cards oh, in this studio. So good. I will find that. It, it wasn't as bad as you think. I just sat there Did you naturally, cry? like how I always do, and I just kind of just sat there with my head in my <laughs> head down. I was not happy, but either way. Um, they did name the guys that will be present at the draft. Where is it? In Vegas? It's in Vegas. I believe, yeah, 21 of them got invited to come. So of note, how many quarterbacks were there? Two quarterbacks got invited. So there's two quarterbacks, and Matt Corral is one of these quarterbacks. So Matt yeah. Matt Corral being on the list, and I believe that Mel Kuyper, the, the draft wizard that he is, just came out with his latest mock. And, and um, I got to say, I don't think Matt Corral was in the top 25 <laughs> or even in the first round. So – I hope for Matt Corral's sake that they're not setting him up to be that guy this year where he's the only guy left in the green room and we have everybody else celebrated and hugged uh, Roger Goodell for the very last time because as soon as draft day is over, these guys are going to hate Goodell. Kuiper has like three guys going ahead of Matt Corral, so I just don't – unless there's something – they don't usually that's how that works. There's something people don't know where this guy's either going to go or, 32 or, or there's or somebody that's out in the league that's talking to somebody, which I can't ever imagine the league having inside information on who's actually going to go because there's so much smoke and mirrors around draft time where you start talking about wanting a guy just to in, entice a team to trade up or maybe for you to trade up or yeah. either way you look at it, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. I'm not necessarily on the, the – I don't think that the NFL knows who's being picked anyway. Um. But yeah, hopefully for Matt Corral's sake, they don't they don't put him in that situation where it worked out for Rogers, but it hasn't worked out for everybody else. Where uh, you get left in, in the green room, sitting in there by yourself, it's, you know. It, for the right competitor, I do think that it it has some legs though. Like if you're sitting in there and you're and you you have that in you, where it's like, okay, they're all this is embarrassing. I can't wait to go to work, and that's how hopefully these guys take it. But I don't know, man. Some. Some mentally weak people out there. A lot Hopefully, of mentally Matt Corral did good on the Wonderlick. I guess we'll <laughs> find out. All right, moving off of, moving off of the sport of football, which we all know and love. I am going to talk about a little bit about Major League Baseball right now. Before we get into what I think is a, a very similar situation that what the Yankees have going on with Aaron Judge, I do want to touch a little bit on Vlad's yesterday and my boy Soriano. I'm not going to talk much Yankees here, but. Uh, on the heels of Vlad's three home run day after he got stabbed through his palm with what looked like a medieval age sword. Did you see that cut? I didn't see the cut, but I did see that he was like bleeding. Yeah, he was gushing blood and he goes out there and has one of the, the best hitting performances of this young season. Shout out to Manny Machado also going five for five yesterday. There wasn't three home runs, but there was one. That Now, Severino went out yesterday and... Vlad Jr. had all the shine going. The injury is probably a little worse the day after because it kind of is a little sore, you know, scabbed up a little bit. But Severino went out there and gave us a positive five innings, struck out the, the man three times. Yankees did hold on to win, and it was a little uglier than I would have liked. But across town in in Queens, is it still flushing? Still playing flushing? Uh, yeah, I guess Either way, so. it, the, the Mets, they're five and two on a road trip to open the season, and they get their home opener at one o'clock today. So, uh, Shout out to my boy Lowe, who I know is out there today going to enjoy the Mets get spanked. I think they're doing a Tom Seaver uh, statue. Yeah, it's like Tom Seaver uh, Park Day or Monument Day. <laughs> it's they're, a monument. I'm pretty sure they're, they're, they're doing what they can to be uh, relevant as much like the Yankees as possible. So, all right. So, as I was talking before about the judge situation and how I believe that the Red Sox have a very similar situation brewing with. None other than their star shortstop, Xander Bogarts. And there's a little more, there's a little less of a controversial situation happening because I believe Devers is under control for a little longer. But also, Devers is in a similar situation where I do believe they gave him money in arbitration, but it wasn't a multi year deal. So 
Devers and Bogarts, there's there's some contract issues happening. And Rob, I hopefully you could touch a little on the Bogarts thing. So the Bogart Bogarts is a little interesting because it's you're getting info from like people around his camp saying that they were offered uh, a little bit of money, but to them it was like a hundred million dollars less than what it should have been. And uh, Bogarts didn't even counter offer. That's how disrespected he felt. Literally, if it, the quote was like, felt like he was smacked in the face. So Boston reportedly uh, proposed adding an extra year worth about thirty million dollars to Bogarts' current contract. Uh, the offer would have bought Bogart's potential earnings around $90 million. He's actually set to earn $20 million per season through 2024. However, that left the two sides over $100 million apart. Uh, Bogart, who can opt out after this, after this campaign, apparently uh, he didn't submit a counteroffer, like I said, and he felt like it was a slap in the face. So, so. Bogart's is done in Boston, basically. There's actually a, a very good chance that I believe that Xander Bogart, Bogarts is out of town before trade deadline in Boston. Like, There's a chance that Boston doesn't compete, which you see that happen with them every once in a while where their rotation gets riddled with injuries, which it already has with Chris Sale. And the Red Sox, you saw back when they traded, I want to say they traded, it was Carl Crawford, Adrian Gonzalez. They traded their entire, everybody that they signed in free agency over the, the previous two seasons, they they dished out to the Dodgers. Because they weren't competing. They're, the, they're a franchise where they will cut costs when they need to. And being that they're over $100 million apart on this on this deal with, with Bogarts, and we're on the heels of what I was talking about the other day with the judge thing, you can't have these players taking team-friendly deals when the teams are literally just fucking the players left and right. Uh, and Boston, like I said, has a history of not retaining their stars. And you see a, a classic case. Like, how would you feel right now if you're Xander Bogarts, right? You did what you did for the, the organization. You were uh, all-star caliber shortstop. You got titles. You name it. And then they bring in Trevor Story to come take your run your spot. And they only give him $140 million. So you got a guy like Bogarts who's looking for $300 million or whatever he's looking for. And you got Devers also looking for $300 million, And they offered him only $200 million. So you got two guys that were on this team, big parts of this team. And then you're bringing Trevor Story for half the price. And basically, he's either going to play shortstop or third base. So... The writing is on the wall. If I'm Devers and I'm and I'm Bogarts, I'm looking at each other and I'm being like, bro, we should just both dip. They will be gone yeah. by, by the trade deadline. They got to get something for them. If they don't, they're crazy because definitely Bogarts is going to leave next year. You might be able to hold on Devers for another year, but get yeah. it while it's hot, you know? Um, I, I, I have a very, like I said, I think it's going to happen hopefully this season because that would mean that the Red Sox are completely out of things. And... <clears throat> That's what we're all hoping for. Not Rob, because he's <laughs> a pussy, me, but it just pussy Red like Sox it. fan. But <clears throat> that's all we got for the Major League Baseball. We're not going to touch too much around the league because we do have NBA playoffs to get to. But first, spring has officially sprung, boys. And April marks uh, Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. Throughout the month of April, um, we're raising awareness for testicular cancer and Manscaped. So that's the whole initiative that we're doing. If you go over to Manscaped, Dot com and you use the promo code CHOP SPORTS, you get 20% off the performance package 4.0. It includes the LED 400K light trimmer, the lawnmower 4.0, that is. We it includes the plow 2.0 for your face. It has the ball lather and the crop reviver, bald and asshole deodorant, all the things we know and love. And um, obviously, you know, check your check your balls for lumps, boys, because it's a serious situation. Early, early detection saves lives. So if you haven't over the course of the last two weeks and you're listening to this commercial, make sure when you wash your ass later, you reach around yourself, give yourself a reach around and make sure you massage your balls and make sure you're all good to go. So manscaped.com promo code shop sports, free shipping worldwide and help save everyone's nutsacks. You know, myself and Gooch are both getting a little older. One of the first things to go is your vision. Thank goodness for our hookup over at absolute eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, right on main street next to the train station. They have glasses for all ages, all budgets. They have safety glasses, sports glasses. They are a full-service powerhouse offering eye exams and even free lenses for the kids. They work with BCBS, AAA, AARP, giving massive discounts. They're open five days a week, closed on Wednesdays and Sundays. Call 732-326-3937 to get your first pair of Ray-Ban, Burberry, Coach, Polo, you name it. They got it. Go see Craig and Johnine right now. There we go, boys. All right. NBA play-in games are underway on tap for tonight. So you can pull up the first one. I don't care which one you talk about first. And I believe that we'll probably have Kyle in the comments a little bit talking about some of these games. So we have the Atlanta Hawks who just 
opened up a can of whoop ass in the third quarter on the Lamelo Ball Hornets playing at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, I would think that there was a point in the season that Cleveland was playing so well that they wouldn't even sniff the play-in, let alone the second play-in game. But here we are. Um, I believe that Jared Allen is trying to make it. Uh, he's trying to give it a go tonight, and I think that's huge because if you saw what the Hawks did down low to the Hornets, Clint Capella, I think everyone on the Hawks you were saying had like 25. Yeah, points, it was ridiculous. Right? Yeah. The Hornets don't play defense. I think Cleveland will put in a lot more effort, and if Jared Allen is down low, it'll make things a little bit harder for the Hawks to to score 130 points like they did the other day. But um, we talked about this earlier, and I talked to you about possibly re-entering the gambling pool. Yeah, Me I mean, and Rob did split a pool in Scoop's box for the NCAA, and we're sitting on some winnings. So we're looking to start a little bankroll, and I think that we could start right here, right? Tonight? The Cavs and the Haw- uh, the Cavs and the Hawks. I think I'm going to take the over, unknowing what it is. I just think that these two teams is going to be a ton of points if Trey Young is on, which it's playoff Trey. I know we have some playoff uh, acronyms to talk about later, but playoff Trey, we all saw what he was able to do. And for whatever reason, I just think Trey Young has something about him on the road. They've played the Cavs four times this year. Trey Young's averaged 32.5 in four games. High was 41. Uh, it's And none of those games are going to the season them. on the line. So no. I, I'm feeling the Hawks in this one, giving two and a half on the road. Um, I might even take a Trey Young prop over just to just to sprinkle just, it in there. Just because. because when we get playoff Trey, it's like playoff P, but better, right? Well, it's kind of like maybe not. Maybe not. maybe P. I'm exaggerating. I'm sure Kyle's gonna fucking trash me for that comment. But uh Trey Young, we saw what he did in the garden. On the road, I think Trey Young brings a little bit extra. And the fact that this game is is in fact in Cleveland, I think that helps Atlanta because they could rally the troops together and Trey Young will go in there and make all these Cavs fans leave the the building upset like he's so good at doing in New York. Listen, no Jared Allen hasn't been there in 19 games. So even if he does play, it's still like what Jared Allen you're going to get. And like you said, Trey Young is he's always disrespected because I guess he's smaller. He he does a lot to prove, but that too. But when he goes out there, he cooks it up, bro. You know what no, I mean? No, 100%. So 100%. I'm looking for anything else I have on the Trey Young, which you kind of covered it all. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm going to go ahead and pick the the Atlanta Hawks, and I'll maybe even take the over in this one. All flat bets, but we got Kyle chiming in here. So Hawks defense is on the road. Has been so bad. Oh, we both did it at the same time. Go ahead. You take it. Hawks defense on the road has been so bad all year. Who is Trey Young going to cover? Normally they throw him a stationary shooter to hide him like Seth Curry or Danny Green. That's a very good point. Um, Very good point. I don't know that the Hawks are really bringing much to the table defensively either. That's why I kind of like the over in this game. Kyle, what do you think about that? You could lean one way or the Aren't other. They are like one of the highest scoring teams in the league, right? So I just, like I said, I, I have faith in. So we're talking about Trey Young ranked 247th out of 250 in defensive analytics, and that's in t- across the entire league. That's crazy. It's crazy. I'm sure John Morant is like 248th. Crazy. Right? These guys just don't play defense. That's but, insane. Man, I, I don't think Trey Young is there to uh, to play defense. Yeah, that's I not think, what he's there for. I think if they hit their shots and he hits his shots and he has a good shooting night, they should come. I'd like to see where, um, where Steph Curry is. So I would imagine side. that, get, judging by the way Kyle's talking in the comments, if I'm taking the Hawks, that would that would mean that we are fading the sauce here. Very risky um, endeavor when you're entering back into the betting pool because for those that don't know, Kyle is a legend, and you could go over to his YouTube page. He gives out free picks. I wouldn't say every day, but when there's something important going on, Kyle's definitely out there putting some content out and I know he doesn't like me doing this, but he does have a, um, a paid subscription service where you pay monthly and he gives you all his VIP picks. But if you're not looking for that route, you could definitely go over to the YouTube page and check him out because guys, it's free money. It's entertainment. And um, he's a friend of the show. He's on all the time and we appreciate him for all that he's done. So as we move through the Hawks in the Cavs game, we bring up the Clippers is the Clippers. Uh, Clippers are actually at home today. Is your mask giving you issues, Rob? Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, no. I, I, it's all good. We will we will get there. So it is the Pelicans at the Clippers. So Pelicans are getting three and a half. And look, the whole storyline behind the Pelicans, unfortunately, isn't even their play on the court, even though they played well the other day. Uh, Double digit win against the Popovich led Spurs. And what turns out to be now, in fact, not Pop- 
Pop's last game because he's talking about now he's coming back next year. That's great. That's already. fantastic for It's not well. really that. Well, you don't like them, but. Really. I thought we were going to get um, Becky Hammond. To come she's in, uh, in WNBA now, though. She left. If she was probably still there, she probably would be the coach. He was talking about how Put he missed it this way. Her. If, if Pop does leave after this season, right, and Becky Hammond has even moderate success in the WNBA and they don't consider her, then I will call that entire operation a fraud. 100%. Fraud is the word of the week, apparently. Pop, you will be a fraud in the Spurs organization because they definitely put the writing on the wall for the entirety of the twilight of Popovich's career that Becky Hammond would, in fact, be the first women's head coach in basketball. Now, shout out to what they've done. They they opened a lot of doors for not only her, but just women in general across the NBA when it comes to refing games and and this. And I'm, I'm not by any means saying that she shouldn't be getting the job. What I'm saying is that she better get the job based off of all of the track record that the Spurs have been. They have no problem pointing a finger and, and ridiculing people when they don't do things the way they think it should be done. So, And I'm looking at you, Popovich. Uh, Becky Hammond is the coach in waiting, even if she has moderate success in the WNBA. But to get into this game, I dare I say uh, playoff P. Playoff P. Playing P. Oh, we got playing P. That's good, bro. Playing P. We got playing P today. So playing P. While he did show out the other day, playing P against what I believe is a very inexperienced young New Orleans Pelicans team, uh, Sans Zion. Sans the fucking Big Mac King himself. Is he even Big Mac or is he Burger King? I'm sure he has a deal Probably with one of those both, guys. bro. See the size of that kid. But either way, he him, him and his 347 pound frame is. Busy dropping hammer windmill behind the legs, be through the legs, 360 dunks in pregame while his team is out there struggling to keep their season alive. If he comes out and does a dunk during pregame, you know they didn't say nothing to him. Well, I mean, there's definitely either a gag order on him or he is hurt because... Like I was not that hurt, bro. He's, yeah, in the past ten days, he's look, doing one dunk and being able to run the floor, and, I guess, and move right. laterally. There's different injuries affect different body parts, and if it's but three forty seven windmill dunk injury to the lower half. I mean, if you're not able to play, you're not able to do that. I don't yeah. want to see it because it just raises controversy. But about the NBA, about the game. Obviously, there's no Zion, so he hasn't been there all year. It doesn't affect New Orleans other than the fact that we get to talk about it. I do think Brandon Ingram is the most exciting player on the court. And if he is on, he has a chance. They have a chance. I don't know much more about the Pelicans other than that. I know that they really aren't um, your typical playoff team, right? Well, they have uh, – there's a little backstory here for the the Pelicans here. So their coach is Willie Green, who used to be a guard for the Clippers for when, like, the big three were there, like Chris Paul, all that. So I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to, you know – go there to lose to them and then speak up and then the Clippers a little bit for them you know they 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 only finished two games above 500 you know what I mean Kawhi Leonard didn't play Paul George didn't play they traded for Norman Powell in February he gets hurt like three games yeah yeah in. so they had a rough go of it up to this point but the Clippers they've just been a mainstay in the postseason yeah even if it's been an early exit I I'm gonna get on board with the Clippers winning this game because I just feel like a Doc Rivers led Paul George-led Clippers team is more of a playoff team than a Pelicans team led by, I don't know who their coach is, and Brandon Ingram. Now, I'm not the biggest Paul George fan, but uh, I've seen him, and he's won me some money last year in the postseason, and I'll probably ride with him in this one. Doc Rivers, we all talked. If you've listened to any press conference Doc Rivers has had over the last month, all you've heard about is how he he starts his players, and if they bring in a big man, then we bring... And there's been a lot of, to do about how he... He runs his rotation, but Doc Rivers has been doing it a long time, and Doc he's Rivers been playing is, small uh, ball for a long Doc Rivers time. with the uh, 76ers now? Oh, shit. What am I thinking Doc uh, Rivers? Because uh, you're thinking Clippers. But yeah, Doc Jesus Rivers. Christ. So, so, so if we could scrub <laughs> that part of the episode <laughs> and okay. we could rewind that. I'm talking about like Lob City Clippers. Yes, yes you are. I got yes. stuck in 2015, and I didn't even smoke weed today. I know. Because we of the last earlier. episode when we couldn't get the audio going. So thank you, Kyle, for your – um. Your I guess your correction and your ha-has. You guys are <laughs> laughing at me, but I'm handling it, I guess, well. Um, so, Kyle, uh, who is the Clippers coach? <laughs> I don't even know, to be honest. It's uh, I think his name's Steve. And I'm honestly, dude, the Clippers' strategy to remove the, the big man and they doubled Team Towns last game, that's where I got my information from because I just remember and we just talked Doc about Rivers it. doing a small ball co- uh, press conference the other day. So I was like, ooh, this is good information I'm going to give the people. And um, now I got egg on my face. So Ty Lue. So basically wow, Doc Rivers at Jace is the, uh, is the head Ty coach of the Lue. Clippers. 
Um, That's very, why nobody knew. I guess he reminds me of Doc Rivers' like coaching style. Am I wrong there? But anyway, we're not here to talk about coaches. We're here to talk about the game and make our picks. I'm going to take the Clippers in this one, minus three and a half. The youth on New Orleans does scare me a little bit, but the experience is what I'm going to go with, and I'll go with the Clippers here. I think the Clippers, too, are going to – I think playing P is going to show why he's playoff P and go out there and, and dominate, bro. All right. So we got – now that we have our playoff games set, the playoff bracket set, we can pull up the playoff actual bracket, oh, and we're going to talk here. about it a little bit. And I'll go through my predictions. And, Kyle, you could feel free to chime in whenever you like. I won't bring up any coaches, though, I promise. That's my new uh, – here, Rob, I'll get you. It's not working. There we go. Still not working. Nope. It's up on, on yours? All right. So. Is there? All right. I don't have it, but that doesn't matter. I guess we're dealing with technical issues from StreamYard. Why the fuck? There we go. It's got to be up now, right? Okay, right, we'll so just talk about it anyway. First game, it sucks, though, because the bracket is what I need. I'll pull it up over here so we can look at it here. It's there on your screen, but it's not there on the screen that I'm looking yeah, at, which is very unfortunate. StreamYard's fucking me over one second after I botched up the, the Clippers coach bullshit. So first game, I guess we know, is going to be the Miami Heat against the who's the eight seed. I guess it'll be the winner of tonight. The so of tonight, according yes. to me, it's going to be Cleveland. So Miami, I think that their team defense is too good. They're going to advance Miami to the second round. Basically, I'll breeze through the East really fast because I think that the East is going to be the top four seeds. That's going to go chalk. We're going to get Philadelphia. We're going to get um, Bucks. We're going to get Miami, and we're going to get Boston. So in the second round of the playoffs, I believe that it's Boston against Philly. Am I right about that? Boston against the winner of uh, the Bulls and Bucks. Okay, so Boston against Bucks. I think that you're wrong about that. It says right here on this little thing we got here. Oh, here we go. I got mine up now. Okay, so one seed in the East, it would be the Miami Heat going against the Atlanta Hawks. Obviously, you know that I just said I believe the Heat will beat the Hawks. I believe the Sixers have too much going on right now with their roster. Joel Embiid's playing at an all-world level, so he's going to take out the Toronto Raptors in what I think will be a better series than people think, but um, the Sixers are just too strong for them. I think the Bucks are going to be beat the piss out of the Bulls. They're dealing with a lot of injuries, and they've kind of backed their way in. Uh, the Bulls were like the nearing the one seed about All-Star break, and they've kind of tailed off. Celtics against the Nets, um, I believe to be one of the most exciting series in the first round across both East and the West, but uh, I'm not going to pick the Nets in any scenario. I do think that the big man being out for Boston is a big issue, but being the fact that they do have um, – they do have Jason Tatum and they do have Jalen Brown. I think that youth is going to be a lot for, for Durant and Kyrie to deal with, and they just have better depth on that team and a better coach team all around. So um, coming out of the first round in the East, I do have it going chalk, and then it'll be Miami against the Sixers. This is where I think it gets tough for Philadelphia. I think everyone is on board with thinking that Philly's going to win this one, but Miami has just this – Weird thing about them in the postseason, Spolster's a great coach. I pick Miami in the upset here. I think Miami's going to have enough to take out the James Harden fat-ass bum that he is, <laughs> and Joel Embiid's going to be on, on the ropes with James Harden. I think by the end of this postseason, there's going to be beef between those two. Um, moving past that, we got the Bucks. What I think the Bucks and the Celtics is going to be a great series. Um, I think that Giannis is just too good for anybody in the East or let alone the league at this point. So I guess that gives you an idea of where I'm going with my NBA champion, but the bucks, they have the experience. They have the, um, the best player in the world. When it, when it comes down to it, Giannis, you give him a step and he's at the basket in two steps. So um, bucks in that one. And then it's a heat bucks, NBA Eastern conference finals matchup. And I'm going to pick the bucks in a fairly easy one, because while I do think Jimmy Butler has, um, a weird thing about him defensively where he kind of could get into Giannis's head. Giannis is just too big. And if as long as he starts playing towards the basket, which I think he will, I don't think that um, the the big man out of bio is going to have any answers for him. So look for the Bucks to take it in the so East. So both you and Dave both have the Bucks going to the finals. Yes, yes. So in the West, it's going to be a lot easier. I think um, the Suns are going to beat the shit out of the, the, the Clippers, who I think will be in the playing game in the eight. In a rematch of what was the Eastern Western Conference Finals last, last year, year, yes, um, six games it went. It went six games, but I just you know 
the the Clippers are limping in right now, and the and the Suns have been coasting. You can make the case that the Suns haven't played much meaningful basketball of late, but it did allow them to get Chris Paul healthy going into the postseason. It's probably the healthiest that he's been. I'm not sure how his thumb is, but I know that he missed some time and he's been back for about a week or two to get right. And it's probably the healthiest that Chris Paul has been. For his sake, I hope that he could stay healthy. Okay. Um. Now we move on to the Dallas in the in the Utah Jazz series. I think that Luca's not right. Right? They're saying Luca's probably going to miss Game One. He's in, he's a boot. in a walking boot. Now we all expect Luca to give it a go, but when you're dealing with a soft tissue injury on the lower half, not only your lower half but just your calf, that's just impossible. You're not going to be able to have any movement. Luca could be out there all he wants, but if he's not able to to get to the basket and make things happen, then what good is it? So I feel like the Utah and Donovan Mitchell elevates his game to another level in the postseason. I think that Utah is going to have a fairly easy road getting through Dallas. Very interesting series with the three and the six. We got my boy Steph Curry going to play against uh, the Denver Nuggets, who I think with Jokic, there's always a chance because he's really that good. And the same thing with Steph Curry. There's always a chance there. Um, I don't know that Steph Curry is fully healthy, so I think the series is going to go some games here. And we all know that... Um, the Nuggets don't have their health, but the stars in this one, hopefully Steph is good to go. Jokic is enough where I think there's a chance they win this series, but I've been riding with Golden State since the beginning. I'm not going to change my pick now. I do think if they had a healthy team, the Nuggets would be one of the favorites out West, though. Um, talking about the two versus seven, I'll move with Memphis in a fairly easy series. John Morant's that dude. Carl Anthony Towns is also that dude, but he's like, Tim Duncan without Greg Popovich and Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili. So he's a really good player and he's going to do him. But, you know, you could attack the basket and get him in foul trouble. Anthony Edwards is worth mentioning, though, because he does have this X factor about him, which we haven't seen playoff Anthony Edwards yet. And I think we'll possibly see him elevate his game and and almost match Ja in point totals. But down the stretch, I'm going with my boy Ja. That's a series I'm most interested watching out of the whole playoffs. Like If you look at all of them, that 7-2 is probably going to be the most grittiest, best basketball we're going to see It'll in the playoffs. I, I guarantee it. John Morant, Pat Bev. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be um, I know that trippy. I'm not really touching much on the comments with Kyle because I've been going I'm through reading my little rundown. Um, so Miami versus Philly. If Philly wins, they play in Miami, not Boston. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You, you did it right, though. All right, yeah, so who do you got? Either way, if I fuck that up too, then I'm sorry, boys. But <clears throat> moving on to the second round of the Western Conference Finals, uh, or the Western Conference, I, f- I feel like the we get a decent matchup with Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker in the yeah. second round. But I think Devin Booker has more pieces going with him. DeAndre Ayton is like a stiff down low, but he does hit like 90% of his shots. He does. They just feed him lobs. You have the best creator on offense in Chris Paul. The pick and roll works. And then when you fail on the pick and roll, you got Devin Booker that could take over if he has to create his own shot. So... They have the experience. They have that bad taste in their mouth from not winning it last year. They had their whole moniker with Suns in four that didn't quite work out. So hopefully they get another little situation where they could take the country, you know, get viral and and make a nice little run, which I think that they will. Um, Round two of here we go. Golden State against John Moran. I think that's also interesting. Uh, Like I said, I'm not sure Steph is is healthy. So I do think that John Moran takes it in this one, too. Nice. Um, the defense, I'm ex- I'm very excited to see playoff Ja. I think you're going to see like 40 points a night out of him. Um, but there's really not much more to talk about because I don't know much else about the team. So I will just say that I do agree with Dave. I think the Suns will win the West, and I think the so Bucks will win the East, both of you guys. But I don't think that the Suns are going to beat the Bucks. You think the Bucks back to back? Yeah, and I know I, Kyle talking about Milwaukee being 30th in the league and defending the three point shot. Um, I think that that goes, there's a lot to be said for that when we're playing in the NBA regular season, but when we're playing in the NBA postseason, you could almost throw all those defensive uh, ratings out the window because I don't think it's a a lack of ability to to defend the three. I just think it's a lack of effort, which you will see in the postseason. And I think that the shots are just harder to come by. So unless you're hitting your shots, that's the only way to beat Milwaukee and um, Phoenix Suns hit their shots. So it should be a good series. I'll say Bucks in seven. I don't nice. think it's going to be an easy one, but I, I'm going to go with my boy Giannis. Like I said, he's just too good. He improved his three-throw shooting from last year. 
And there you have it. That is my 2022 NBA playoff predictions. And I'll go with, obviously, Giannis is winning the MVP. So both of you guys MVP. have repeat. You just both have different. You have Bucks winning in seven. He has Suns in six. Yeah. So, so that was go. an interesting show. We got 45 minutes deep. Do we got anything else that we want to talk about here? Um, Let me go through these notes really quick. Uh, we could talk about Ben Simmons. Listen, they're, they're talking. Uh, Brian Winhurst was on Get Up yesterday. And he said he has very good sources that they're looking for a game for return for Simmons to come back in. Now I ask you this question. Obviously, Simmons isn't going to be back in for, for offensive play. We all know that. Yeah. He gets on the floor game four. It's let's just say it's two, two. Let's say it's no, let's just say it's two, two. You don't think he, well, it he can't brings be it two, two. It'll be game two, one. Well, okay, yeah, but like either well, way, if he's, oh, yeah, if he's so, ready so, for game yeah, four, so game five, I mean, two, two, two. I mean, put it this way in the playoffs, you're paying this guy, however much money. Um, he's on their roster. He is getting paid, so it's not like he's suspended. If he's healthy and they're down two nothing or up two nothing, he needs to play. If he's ready to play, I'm not sure what the health issue is. It's supposedly his back or his head or his brain. I'm not trying to make fun of the guy, but it's just since there's nothing really to go by, I guess there's been several little injuries, but we're talking about the NBA playoffs. Like, come on, bro, get it together. If you're ready to play by game four. It's like I feel like it's only like a week away. Like if I'm him, now. if I'm him, and I feel like I'm ready to play, I would rather show up in Boston than have to wait till the Eastern Conference Finals and we're playing Philly, and I got to deal with all that. You know well, what I'm saying? But there's also the aspect of things where if you don't show up, you don't play at all because Game Four they could be done by then. No? That's what I mean. I didn't want to say it was two one or three one because if if it's over, who knows? Who so Ben Simmons, we don't really know what's going to happen. But as far as what Ben Simmons brings to the team itself, look. We all know that he's not really doing much offensively, and I'm not sure how they would integrate him into the system. He needs the ball in his hands to be effective offensively, and it's not to shoot. It's to facilitate. They already have Kyrie. I do think that Kyrie can easily shift over and play the two, and I don't think that he'll have an issue with that. He could shoot. He kind of did it with Harden. Um, it's just the way the NBA is now. I feel like most of these guys that are offensive-minded point guards have no issue shifting over to two. But – you know, in the playoffs against a really good team, is it really what you want to do at that point is to change your whole philosophy and have another guy dominate the ball that hasn't been with you even in the first three games of that series? I don't think it, it adds up. I do think what Ben Simmons does do is he makes them an elite defensive team though, yes. right out of the gate because you don't have to teach defense. It's like he has that. He also gets out, goes out and gets rebounds too. We're also forgetting that this is this is pretty big for not only for the Celtics but for Kyrie as well. Going back, going back there, not having to really play all year, which not really haven't played a lot of home games this year, but you're going back to Boston where you where he once was for like two years, took him to the playoffs, and now you're going in there as a seven seed to go in there and try to take all that away from him. Yeah, it is an interesting storyline. I think that the Kyrie Boston storyline um takes a back seat now because of all the other controversial shit that's been going on with Kyrie, and he has a little bit of controversy and very similar to Harden, where at, at a certain point Westbrook too. There's going to be when these guys are constantly changing teams the way they are. But Kyrie, his his tenure in Boston, you know, they had much more success without Kyrie than they did with him, even when he was on the team. Meaning, when Kyrie played, they lost in the playoffs, and when he didn't play, they would win. And that one year that they made that run, I don't think Kyrie was even available. I honestly don't. Remember. I think that made him expendable in terms of the the eyes of the front office, but. Um, yes, Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year, point guard for Boston. I he's one of my he's one of the few guys that I've rooted for that have worn the Boston city across their chest. Marcus Smart, he just plays like a dog. One of the funnest guys to watch play. And honestly, he gets he's not the star of the team, but he is one hundred percent the bonafide. He's like the Rodman, leader, and he's been like that since he but was he, in college. But he's like the Rodman or slash like Pat Beverly, but doesn't play like a jerk off. You know, like he's an emotional guy, but he keeps it together and. Um, I think that the, he's he's the guy that all the players on the court turn to when things hit the fan a little bit. He keeps things together. Uh, I love Marcus Smart. I think he's one of the best players in the NBA. Uh, very, very, very underrated. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, while Kyrie was hurt, they did go without Kyrie. And if you look at Kyrie's team's records in the postseason when he plays, it's like under 500. Yeah, but, but he did Durant, hit that though. shot in the finals. So yeah, hit that shot. That was boy. the you know that was a you big can't shot. Take that away from can't take that away from big shot. So big I time, guess big moment. I guess really that's all we got. Other than um, that's it. Yeah, we had, uh, hockey legend passed away, Mike Bossy, for uh, 
uh, one the of the, the one of the biggest goal scorers for the Islanders in like 750 games. I think he scored like 560 goals, which is ridiculous. Uh, also led the Islanders to four straight four consecutive Stanley Cups, which is even more ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think, think you'll about see any, it. You, I don't think you'll see four consecutive in any professional sport in anything ever again. Uh, got big boxing this weekend. Earl Spence. Oh, Earl Spence, Spence is on. Ugas, 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 Ugas. Kyle, what do you got to uh, lean on that? I know that you're probably a big Spence guy, no? Kyle, me and Chris are starting our bankroll today. We need yeah, uh, we, we need a heater, boy. But his heaters, I, I was talking about what I thought was my heater, and I, I think that I'm going head up and might have to fade the sauce. Or what, what happens in those situations is I just kind of maybe sit that one out. You know, if I don't line up, Ugas plus 400. Now, Kyle, is that is that more or less a value play with it for a guy that is – typically has a bankroll to, to play with or do you really think i mean obviously the odds are plus 400 that's for the betting people but if you were to re-handicap this in terms of just boxing talent um where would you put this odds is ugas at plus 400 really good value or is it just um you actually think he's gonna win ugas for a, uh, a home run swing by decision um i don't know a value play at 170 he should be a value play at 170, but he's plus 400. So maybe I'll throw a little a little coin on that. But I am a, a big action. Errol Spence fan, so it's, it's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go in there and just throw money on to root against my guy. But I guess that's all we got for today. Thank you guys for tuning in. And one more time, go over to the YouTube if you're watching this video on YouTube. Click the subscribe button. Click the notification bell so you get the the bell when we go live at 11. Um, I did want to mention uh, Fusco Insurance Agency, which I did not do the live read for earlier, but Michael Fusco, he's one of the guys that helps us out. And um, any of these patent things that you want going on, you got uh, tax season, which is now over, but there's a lot of consultation, financial advice and things like that, which I don't have the read in front homeowners of me. Homeowners insurance, all that thing, stuff. But yeah, all insurance for homeowner, business insurance, all those great things. And honestly, I'm probably going to have to have a conversation with him about some patents that patents. I want to start. A couple of ideas. These million dollar ideas. But thank you guys for joining us today on the Chop Sports Daily. Dave, enjoy your trip and we will see you guys next Monday for some, uh, some more heaters.